Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arseblog Arsecast right here on Arseblog.com. Hope you're well, we've got a great show for you today. I say we, I think that's just a turn of phrase, isn't it? Because it conjures up images when you say we have a whole team of people busying around, researchers, producers, sound engineer in there behind the glass, making sure everything's up to date and all that. But there is no we, there is just I and, and my booze. Very lonely sometimes doing an arse cast. <sighs> Nevertheless, I can cope because I've got my booze. So, on the show today, uh, I've got the man from East Lower to talk about everything that's going on. Uh, Internet Joe, of course, will be here with his roundup. We've got a tale of the unexpected from George. Andre Arshavin is here. We'll be looking ahead to the Manchester United game on Monday. <sighs> Leaves a quiet weekend, doesn't it? But that's uh, all coming up, as well as looking back at the games uh, in the league, which have left us top of the league and qualified for the uh, knockout stages of the Champions League. So that's really what there is. Oh, and not forgetting, of course, of course, in these cold times as the new Ice Age dawns, something to keep your neck warm, not a snood, no, a Savile Rogue scarf. I get the sense, though, that if Arsenal players knew that there was a Savile Rogue snood they could wear, imagine going out playing a game of football with a beautiful cashmere snood on. Rio Ferdinand talking about how Man United players would never wear a snood. Well, he hasn't got a cashmere one, does he, in red and white? No, then he might change his mind. The wonky-lipped cunt. But that's all to come between now and the end of the show. So, what's happened between the last Arscast and this one? 2-1 win over Fulham at the weekend. Sounds fine. Fulham are a difficult team. But really, we made that game a bit more difficult for ourselves than we should have. We opened the scoring through Samir Nasri. Fantastic goal and probably should have scored more in the first half hour. And then when one centre half headbutts another centre half, it generally doesn't end well. And so it was that Fulham got their equaliser, uh, capitalising on that particular uh, communication mistake. I don't know what the French for my ball is. And on the evidence of it, neither do Koscielny and Scalacci. And you could see the impact that had on the team. The heads went down, and it was like, oh, I can't believe we've conceded it again. How did that happen? I mean, they should be used to it by now. And Arsene Wenger's comments during the week were a little bit confusing to me in the sense that he doesn't really seem to think there's a big problem with us defensively. And I'm not talking about just the defense. I mean defensively as a team, even though Arshavin spoke about it uh, in the press conference before the Partizan game. And I, I looked at Alex Song's role. I know we're playing with sort of two holding midfielders and they take it in turns to go forward. I realize all that. But what we need is better balance. For someone to tell Song that when we're 3-2 up, as the main defensive midfielder, as the guy with the physical presence and the experience in that role, it would be better for him sometimes to just sit there and break up the play and give the simple pass rather than bomb forward to try and get us another goal that we don't necessarily need. 
So I think, uh, you know, the balance is off, and I'm slightly worried that the manager isn't doing an awful lot to address that uh, and seems to be quite happy just to outscore the opposition. But maybe that's something we can uh, check in with the man from East Lower within in a few moments' time. Um, Midweek against Partizan Belgrade, again, we went ahead, got pegged back through poor defending, and I didn't really have any worries that Partizan were going to go on and win that game because Partizan were, frankly, rubbish, absolute cannon fodder uh, in the uh, in the Champions League as we're bragging made a bit of a balls of the group and it makes our next game uh, a little bit more difficult than it should have been but nevertheless we're qualified for the knockout stage of the Champions League Theo Walcott scored a goal Samir Nasri scored another goal his 12th of the season and uh, the guy is playing uh, so very very well and I suppose you can't really argue with the results performances you can pick apart and uh, it is a bit confusing in the sense that you know we're top of the league but there are these issues and it's hard to escape them but we're top of the league so I don't know we can uh, address those uh, again, maybe with a man from East Lower now in a few moments' time. In the meantime, with his 30-second roundup, here's Internet Joe. I'm Internet Joe, and here's me 30-second roundup. Full of my home, one nil Nazi. That's the start. We won't be going to win this now. Song scores. Oh, healthy mister. Scalacci, you're supposed to hit the ball, not Cassiani's face. Oh, fucking Chris Kamara scores. We're shy. We're going to lose. Nazri, get in there. You just made Billy Jean King come. Champions League partisan 1-0. Oh, they score not again. If this feeling was his right, he'd be deja vu. Theo, yes. Nazri, yes. I'm very cold. More from Internet Joe on next week's Arscast. Still to come, your chance to win a Savile Rogue snood scarf. Uh, we'll be looking ahead to the Manchester United game, some of the team news, the early team news on that. Uh, we've got Arshavin, we've got a tale of the unexpected coming as well. Uh, but now I'm delighted to welcome back to the Arscast the man from East Lower. Hello there. Hi there. Uh, it was start of the season when I spoke to you. Um, I'd be curious to find out how you're finding this season because it seems a bit weird to me that we're, we're sitting here in December. There's sort of an air of confusion, I might say, in the sense that we've lost four games and we've lost three of them at home and there were fairly painful defeats in their various ways, yet we're sitting top of the league and maybe we should be happier. I don't quite know how to feel at the moment. What about you? I know exactly what you mean. It's um, there shouldn't be anything to moan about, you know, being top of the league. And I'm sure if you asked any other uh, fans from other clubs, they'd uh, they'd sort of uh, deride us for it. But um, it, it's weird. I mean, I, I suppose at the beginning of the season, when uh, we all we'd have asked for, and probably all we did ask for, is uh, just to be sort of up there and challenging, and and, and we are. So on, on that level, things are going really very well. But um, at the same time, yeah, you look you look at the you look at the team on the pitch, and and sometimes you you kind of wonder how that how they are up there. Hmm. Uh, the defensive issues obviously is uh, are the ones that are troubling most people because you know it doesn't matter who we play, we look like we can concede at any time, and generally, no matter who we play, we do tend to concede with only four clean sheets kept in the league this season. Um, is it possible that we could? M- muddled through are we depending too much on the the flaws of others and the fact that Chelsea have fallen away and United have drawn a lot of games and haven't quite uh, clicked the way that they normally do um can we muddle on like this or is there a really a pressing need to address these problems uh, before they become um not more influential but before they have a bigger impact 
Well, you know, f- uh, firstly, you know, people say that we're not consistent enough, but you know, as you said, we, we are consistently letting goals in. So, you know, you've got to you've got to say on that level, uh, we're extremely consistent. But um, <laughs> it's the wrong kind. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, it's it's so hard to say. Ultimately, I, I look at the defence now, and I, and I look at some, yeah, you know, some of the um, the goals that we let in, and you you know, you wouldn't put money on us being first in May. I mean, you really wouldn't, unless you uh, got goods on it, good odds on it, and and you're you know. Wanted to make a bit, but ultimately it it doesn't look likely. But at the same time, all the other teams are slipping up as well. And maybe, maybe just maybe, some of the, the other teams have um, got better in standard, or all of the teams at the top have lost a bit of their quality. And if that's the case, and it carries on like this, then of course we can we can win it. But um, it seems to me that the, the league is crying out uh, for a team that um, will put its foot down and you know go ten games. Uh, and win most of the games. I, 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 will it be us though? I and mean, I, I just can't see it. I, I, we just haven't shown that kind of consistency at all uh, this season. And um, we'd go two or three games, we win, and then we'll, we'll lose one and or we'll draw one. Which is, I think we need to go on a bit of a run. But I'm not quite sure whether we're ready for it. Mm. Um, you know, while we are top of the league as well, we're in the Carling Cup semi-finals. The draw is quite favourable indeed, um, and we've qualified for the last 16 in Europe. Now, obviously, we've made life in Europe a lot more difficult for itself than it might have been because finishing top of the group would have given us a much more favourable draw uh, than finishing second because we've got one of either Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Bayern Munich or or Schalke. Um, Teams that you wouldn't necessarily want to play at this stage of the competition. Um, Do you have any real worry about that or is it just, you know, it's knockout football now, you take what's what's given? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'd I'd actually quite like to be drawn against... um Barcelona or Real Madrid. I mean, ultimately, to me, it's, it's what the competition's all about, and you could you could delay the inevitable by a round or, or two. But I, personally, I'm not quite sure what the difference is whether you whether you go out in a blaze of glory in the last sixteen or in the last four. Um, and if you want to get to the final and win it, you will have to meet an absolutely fantastic team at some point. Mm-hmm. So why not now? It doesn't actually bother me at all. If, you know, we. Uh, uh, there's nothing more exciting than having a massive night against Real Madrid or Barcelona at, the, you know, at home. It'd be great fun. So, uh, you know, I just think you, you could delay it, try and get Schalke and then you might get to the semis or something, but you're still going to come up against an absolutely cracking team and, and you're going to have to face that at some point, aren't you? Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Get the pain over early with it. This is what you're saying, I think. Well, it's not even so much it's pain. Is it? It's not so much it's pain. It's it's an absolutely fantastic game. You know, sure. it would be a, such a great game that um, that's what that's kind of what you pay your money for. And and to get drawn against these clubs, it's, it's you know, as long as we're not sort of losing four 0 after six minutes, then uh, you know that, that's what it's all about for me. I think it'd be great. All right, um, we'll look at the league then because last weekend uh, we we stayed top um, with a win against Fulham. Again, we, we sort of have those defensive issues where we made life a lot more difficult for ourselves. But, you know, on the, on the basis of the first half hour, perhaps it's not fair to necessarily point all the fingers at the defense because we dominated the game and created you know, a good few chances. So maybe the onus when the, um, when the defense is as shaky as it is, and I think Andre Arshavin hinted at this uh, when he was talking to the press before the Partizan game, that you know we do need to score goals when we make the chances. So um, maybe we should be looking a little further ahead. Yeah, I mean, we definitely there's no doubt about it. We're better going forward than we are defending. I mean, that's uh, stating the bleeding obvious, really. And when we click going forward, we are a brilliant side to watch. But um, 
maybe maybe uh, sometimes wonder really Wenger is quite happy for us to um, to see goals uh, and, and to play a high um, a high line and on the basis that he, he thinks we'll score more and it's a dangerous tactic but um, if it works yeah. it'd be pretty fun what, what did you make of those comments during the week because that essentially is what he said he said we're not always going to get punished when the opposition have their first shot on goal and what happened on, on Wednesday night was Partizan scored with basically their first <laughs> shot on goal so um, his, his attitude or his philosophy seems to be um, dare I say it a bit our delays in the sense that yeah. he, he wants to go out and if we concede two but score five, he's relatively happy. He'd rather do that than win two nil. You get the sense at sometimes. Well, cer- certainly you get the feeling that he's not too vexed by it, and either that or he's just incredibly, um, uh, you know, lazy fair about it. But he, he seems uh, quite relaxed about it, really. And um, you know, whereas the rest of us, we sit here, you know, as you say, top of the table, Carling semi-final uh, Champions League knockout stages and, and, and yet we're, we're talking about how leaky our defence is but um, he, he does seem quite relaxed about it maybe he's just trying to protect his players I, mm. I don't know I mean no doubt about it you, we really we really do need to stand up somehow. <laughs> Quite know how we're going to do it, but we we do. All right, we'll we'll pin all our hopes on Thomas Vermaelen. I think that's about the only thing we can do at this moment in time. Um, Samir Nasri uh, scored uh, the two goals against Fulham. He scored again in midweek in the in the uh, Champions League. For some reason, I keep getting Champions League and Carling Cup mixed up this week. I'm not I'm not sure what it is. Um, but what what have you made of Nasri so far this season? He's just been outstanding, hasn't he? Really, I mean, uh, people have spoken about whether or not he's liberated uh, because Sesk isn't in the team and Sesk has been out injured. But uh, from my point of view, he's a guy who's who's actually stepped up and taken responsibility this season in the absence of Fabregas. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I don't. He's just come on leaps and bounds. Uh, there could be many reasons for it. It could be because he didn't play in the World Cup and. People often argue that you know after a World Cup year, players take a long time to get back into the swing of things, and uh, he didn't. He didn't. You know, he had the whole summer off. And that might have helped. I don't know, but he said, you know, whichever, whatever the reason, he's just um, absolutely stepped up to the plate. He's been uh, by far and away our best player this season. Were you expecting that from him, or did you know? I think we always saw the flashes of his of his ability. You know, the goals that he scored in the past, particularly the one against Porto, and those goals he scored against uh, Man United that time. But he hasn't ever been able to produce consistently, and and maybe the uh, the fact he stayed more or less injury free is is a big part to play. Yeah, I think I think his approach play was always pretty good last year. But like you say, he just didn't score enough goals and. Um kind of yearned for ages for him to score more like the one that that one against uh, Manu you know when he, in fact he scored twice that time didn't he um, mm. it didn't seem to happen but uh, he's just a man massively on top of his game you can tell his confidence is high and uh, pretty much everything he touches is turning to gold and the two goals against Fulham were just absolutely delightful and they, they were just fantastic in you know different ways they were just sensational mm. My, my only worry, and let, you know, that, that would be a, being a miserable git that I am, is can he keep it up? Can he keep up this form you know, all, all the way through the season? It would be great if he could. Um, if, he, if he can, then uh, he's going to get sort of 20, 25 goals even this season. That would be an awesome return. Right, let's look ahead to uh, Manchester United. On Monday, um, quite why it's on a Monday evening is beyond me, obviously for, for television, I suppose, but... Um, it gives us the whole weekend to sit and stew and worry and wonder and think about what team he's going to play. And um, Are we confident? I mean, the, the fact is United have a game in hand. Um, if we win there, you know, we put paid to that game in hand, extend the lead a little bit because you'd rather have points. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's on the board, then a game in hand, etc. Are they capable of going there and winning the game? Yeah, definitely. Uh, our away form is is really very very good. So I think of you know it, I'd be more worried to play them on Monday night at home than I would be away. <laughs> um, it, it just the seem, it just seems to be a bit of a mental block there. But away, yeah, I think we can go there and win. I'm not saying we can do it with a clean sheet. That seems highly unlikely to me. But um, I think we can win there. Yeah, why not? Uh, and and it is a big month as well because uh, following United, we've got Stoke. And then Chelsea. So uh, big, big games for various reasons. Of course, Chelsea because they're you know one of the title contenders, and Stoke because they're a pack of fucking cunts who we who we want to want to beat. So it's going to be a real test the next the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, it it really is. There's some massive games for us. Uh, having said that, Chelsea have got a run of massive games too. Um, and yeah, they always say that if you can sort of negotiate the Christmas period and come out the other end still in touching distance, then uh, then you're with a good chance, and uh, that's what we've got to try and do. But it's uh, I, I think I, I think uh, already uh, I think we're doing as well as I can possibly have hoped in terms of league position uh, this season. I think we're doing great, and I think we'll be there or thereabouts in the new year as well. So it's um, it's just kind of cutting out the the real. <laughs> anxious moments that, that would be great <laughs> maybe you might get that for Christmas can't see it happening though I'm uh, going to write to Thomas <laughs> and ask him for, ask uh, him for a Thomas Vermaelen a Thomas Vermaelen one and a spare one just in case the yeah, two uh, or three actually yeah, why not yeah. All right. okay listen man from East Lower we better leave it there thank you very much no problem cheers thank you very much indeed to the man from East Lower you can find him on his long running blog at eastlower.co.uk One of the longest running ones, really is. Back in 2003 he started, we were reminiscing a bit back when the internet was all fields. I remember that. Uh, You can find him there, eastlower.co.uk, or you can find him on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash eastlower. Man United still to come, Savile Rogue Scarf still to come, uh, other bits and pieces still to come, but now, our Shavin. Hello, I am our Shavin, and uh, this week has been... Uh, good week for football because uh, beat Fulham uh, with two goals from uh, Nezri. He is like a dancer, like Barishnikov. 
and uh, also winning Champions League uh, to make uh, qualify for uh, next round. And uh, before game, I have uh, time to talk to press and uh, I make joke. <laughs> <laughs> and press left and uh, now I am thinking uh, I can do uh, this uh, standing up comedy like at party last week when uh, this big Irish man stand up and uh, talk and everybody laugh <laughs> I have no idea what he said though but uh, it was good and later I have uh, emotional time because uh, his anniversary of my grandfather's death was very important person in my life. I have uh, spent a lot of summer in his house and he teach me many things. Uh, I remember the day he died. I am in bedroom and he is on his uh, bed of death. And he called me over. His voice is uh, like uh, De Nielsen, um, weak. And he called me over. And I never, ever forget his final word to me. He said, uh, Andre, Andre. And I say, yes, Grandpa Papa. That is my name for him. And Grandpa Papa say. I have killed many children and hidden their bodies in woods. Oh, I miss Grampy Papa. Um, we'll have more from Arshavin on another Arscast in the future. Probably. So now, Savile Rogue Scarf Time. And they are, of course, the finest scarves known to man, cashmere, red and white, so fetching. And last week I asked you to name me the Arsenal player who went to Fulham, a right back, and most of you answered Morris Vaults, and that was the answer I was looking for. A number of people answered uh, Peter Story as well, which is true. I hadn't thought about that, but uh, I accepted those answers as well in the spirit of, um, well, I would say Christmas, but it's not Christmas, but in the spirit of generosity and, and excellence and being nice. I accepted those answers too, uh, but Chad Palumbo gave us Morris Vaults as the answer, and Chad Palumbo is the winner of the scarf. So, Chad Palumbo, I can't help saying your name like that, sorry. I'll be in touch with you, Chad Palumbo, and I will uh, get your address, and you will get yourself a Savile Rogue scarf to wear around. Now, as the question last week was based on the opponents, the question this week is also based on the opponents. So, here's the question. It's a fairly tricky one now, so you might want to give this some thought. Who is your most hated Manchester United player of all time, and why? So, who's your most hated Man United player, and why? Send your answer, please, to competition at arseblog.com. That's competition at arseblog.com, and you can win yourself a Savile Rogue scarf. And why wouldn't you want to? I don't understand why millions of people don't enter this competition. Uh, if you do want to buy a Savile Rogue scarf uh, for a Christmas present, because who wouldn't want one, you can get yourself a 10% discount at checkout by simply using the code 
arseblog. So that's all you have to do. Put in arseblog at checkout and you get a 10% discount on your order from Savile-Rogue.com. So there you go. Right then, we'll be looking ahead to the Man United game after this. On the Ozblog Ozcast. Hello, my name is George, and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. This week I've been mostly hanging around on the internet. No, not there, I know what you're saying. But I've been doing a bit of the old PayPal here, and the MasterCard there. You know, a bit of revenge for the WikiLeaks. But I've had time on me hands, you know, because my brother Larkin said, I can get a load of iPads, are you in? And I said, Jesus, that'll be brilliant before the Christmas. Everyone will be looking for those. Sanitary towels that play MP3s do not have the same demand, let me tell you. So I've been hanging around on the Twitter. I've got a name. I'm not telling you what it is, though. I'm very private, you see. So I've been following a few people. Lady Gaga? That's because people said he's got bigger balls than I do. I don't believe it. I've got the most grossly swollen, misshapen bollocks you ever saw in your life. But I've been following the stream to see if I can find evidence. Also, J. Emmanuel Thomas from Arsenal. I hear that the club are looking to send him out on loan. Jesus, they'd want to be sending him to a Swiss finishing school. What is he talking about at all? I can't make head or tail of it. And Rio Ferdinand. I saw him there saying about how he wouldn't catch any Man United players wearing snoods. No, but we'd catch on your holidays wearing a pair of skimpy denim shorts with your arse hanging out, Rio, wouldn't we? You filthy little bastard. Anyway, it reminds me of the time I got into a bit of the old international narcotics dealing. Me and Rio Ferdinand actually put some money in together. We were going to set up a supply all across the UK. Things went wrong, though. We were supposed to turn up and sample the goods, but on the night in question, he was nowhere to be found. There was a drug test, and Rio didn't show up. Now, that was unexpected. To me... Right then, time to look ahead to the game against Manchester United. And I was going to say this weekend, but of course it's not this weekend. It, it's Monday night. I can't remember the last time we played a game on a Monday night. And I, I can remember the last time we beat Manchester United, though. November 2008. Samir Nasri with both the goals. Uh, since then, United have won four out of the uh, five games. Has it been five games? Have been more than that? One, two, no, no, five games. It was a nil-nil, I think, at Old Trafford. Real end-of-season fair, and nobody particularly cared about that. Um, so we've got a little bit of score-settling to do, I think. It's been too long since we've got a result against them, and too long since we've got a win. Last season, you know, it was a typical Arsenal. We should have won that game. We were a goal up, and then there was a stupid penalty and the stupid own goal, and, well, what can you say? We've got to... Uh, We've got to take this chance, I think, because we've been too reliant on other teams falling away and doing bad things. And, you know, if we can win this game, it means we claw back at the game in hand that United have and we open up a decent lead over them. Um, so it would be very interesting to see if we can go and do that. The team news is that there's still a big uncertainty over Sesk Fabregas. Now, I was reading Sesk's Twitter and he's hopeful that he can play and he's feeling all right, but... 
The manager says a big uncertainty. And two or three days before the game, that doesn't fill you with a great deal of confidence. And personally speaking, I think if there's any, any doubt at all as to Sesk's fitness, then we should err on the side of caution. Because uh, regardless of the importance of the game on Monday, it's not crucial. It's not decisive. It's not season-defining. It would be better if Sesk was fit, but it would be much better for us if Sesk was fit in the long term. Let's not forget that following United, there's a home game against Stoke. Then there's Chelsea. Then I think we play Manchester City in early January. So there are big, big games ahead. And it would be much better to have a fully fit Cesc Fabregas for those games than it would be to have Cesc back and for him to do an injury to himself. Um, the other team news is Kieran Gibbs is out after his injury against Partizan Belgrade. He'll be three weeks out after spraining his ankle. Uh, Gail Klesha will be back. Johan Juru also likely to be fit after being rested during the week with a thigh injury. And I would like to see Juru and Skilachi as a centre-half pairing. I think the manager will stick with Skilachi and Koscielny, and I think that could be a, a bit of a problem. I think Juru and Skilachi form the best partnership. Juru is more physical, is better in the air, and uh, I'm not trying to play down Koscielny here at all. He's had some dodgy moments, but I'm willing to accept the fact he's, he's undergoing a fairly steep learning curve. I think Juru and Skilachi should play on uh, on Monday night. What he does up front remains to be seen. I'm not sure that Van Persie and Shamak really hit it off, but then it's very difficult to uh, expect that to happen after just one game. So whether he plays Van Persie or whether he plays Shamak or both together, we'll have to wait and see. Arshavin, we need a better game from Andre Arshavin than we got from him in midweek. He's a big, important player. Well, he's a teeny tiny, small, important player. But in games like this, we need him to show up uh, he was uh, trying, I think, on Wednesday night. In every sense of the words you might think of, it didn't come off for him at all. As for United, what can you say? They haven't lost a game so far this season, home or away. And that, to me, is a little bit worrying in the whole invincible side of things. So it'd be nice if we could inflict that upon them on Monday night. Uh, but we're going to have to go out and play very, very well. We're going to have to be good defensively. I hope that there's a little bit of focus on the defensive side of things and how we can improve without stifling the attacking side of our play. For me, the balance is important because if you can defend better, you can attack better. And I think that's maybe where we need to look. And I hope that the manager uh, addresses that uh, before uh, the Manchester United game and we're just a little bit more sensible in the way that we approach the game. So fingers crossed we can get the result. A five-point lead over them at this stage, by no means uh, insurmountable, but far, far better than being where we've been in seasons past. And uh, going into a very busy and a very difficult Christmas period, I think we need all the points on the board we can get. I think they're there for the taking. I hope we can do it. Uh, so uh, I'll talk to you all next week on the blog, all weekend on the blog. What do you do all weekend when there's no Arsenal game? You have to spend time with your family and things? Well, I don't know. I know the words, but they don't make sense to me. Anyway, I'm sure we'll muddle on through. We'll wait for Monday night and a good result uh, and talk to you then on next week's Arscast. So until then, take it easy. Uh, have a great weekend. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Hello everyone, Tony Adams here with another poem on the Arsecast. But instead of a poem, it is Beatnik Freestyling. And it's all about Arsenal's central defence that I have been watching with a keen eye in recent weeks. And it is called... It don't have no title because it is Beatnik Freestyling. Cossioni, oh, Skilachi, oh, don't loaf each other. Loafing people is for Chelsea players outside nightclubs. All you have to do is talk, 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 and then clear the ball. Thank you very much. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.